This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every single Sunday you get a whole nother episode of Says Who. Me and Maureen talking to you if you are a five or ten dollar a month backer. Why give 10 bucks when you could just give five and get that. That's because at 10 bucks, you also get a sticker mailed to you every single month as a member of the says who sticker club. You've seen them shared online on Twitter, on the Facebook, and you've been jealous and it's time to get signed up. Patreon.com slash says who I got to tell you, those stickers are quality. Every time, every time you put out a new one, I'm like, he's good at this. I don't mess. He doesn't. They're really good. The ones that were reflective and I mean, they're all so, I can honestly say this is something you would pay $5 for in a store. So it's not like you're getting ripped off. It's like, oh, I'm uh, actually getting a cool thing. I source the sticker manufacturer based on the needs of the sticker. So that is the most Dan thing that's ever been said. Not every sticker manufacturer has the same materials that they can print stickers on. So gotta gotta find them here he goes anyway patreon.com slash says who look my friends june 15th the box in the woods is coming out and dan i am happy i have some good news to share all right the first two reviews have come in and they're both starred reviews yeah it's gotten a starred review from booklist it's gotten a starred review from Kirkus. Boom. Publishers Weekly has named it one of the most anticipated books of the summer. Holy shit. Yeah, like it's do- it's doing good. Everything's it, coming up Johnson. I think you guys would like uh, I like it, you know, it's we're going to have our own says who um book club on it that's only for you guys, nobody else. It's going to be on Discord, join the Discord. But it's coming June 15th. That is exciting. Another thing that's exciting is Says Who merch, which you can get at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Summertime's coming. Time to wear some t-shirts. We have them. Or time to put some cold drinks in a mug. We have those, too. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Hey, thanks for um, thanks for coming in to see me. I've got uh my foot's really hurting, so hoping you can you can do something about that, Doc. Hey, what's up? Oh my name is Dr. Amy Carter Shoe. I'm not I don't hate the fact that you probably are quite familiar with feet. Ah, I sure am. I know all about them. And it looks like you've only got one shoe on, which I also get. Yeah. Yeah, well, I uh, hurt my foot walking the dog, Dr. Carter's shoe. Oh, did you break a bone? Hmm, heard that part. What? Nothing. Did you break Uh, a bone? I don't know, I think, I think, oh boy, I think that (laughs) that's the thing that I came in to find out. I'll check it out. Oh no. I like to see what's on the inside. Oh. Let's find out what's on the inside. what? Your foot. Okay. Let's look inside that foot of yours. I mean, usually that's done with an x-ray. I don't need an x-ray. Oh, boy. I can see inside your feet. Okay. That's a I weird, figure out weird what's thing wrong. to say. I see inside your feet. Okay. 
I see what makes them go. Let me see your foot. Let me see your toe. Let me see an old thing low and slow. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It is a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. I am Maureen Johnson. And you see this, Dan, this I'm holding up to the camera? Yeah, you look like you're having yourself a little iced coffee. Sure am. It's a cold nitro brew can of coffee that Oscar was sent in a like a work care package I don't know, four or five months ago. And I found, cause I cleaned and vacuumed out the inside of the fridge this weekend. Whoa. And I was like, everything in here will be con- either disposed of or consumed. And there's, there's this one delicious, it's very delicious actually. Mm. You know, that it's iced tasty. coffee isn't the only thing I see through the camera, Maureen Johnson. Oh, someone looks like she went out and got her hair did. I got a hair did. Yeah. I went- Yesterday, because my stylist uh, is back, but she only goes in one day a week. Okay. She goes in on the day that no one else is in the salon. So the day the salon is closed is the day she sees her clients. Nice. So there's nobody in there but us. And um, I hadn't seen her for, I think, 16. Hold on. No, more than that. It was January 2020. So. Wow. It's been it's been a minute, sixteen months or more. It was snaffly. How was it though? How was it? It felt surprisingly normal, like I had just been there. Yeah, it was weird. But she, um, she's been through some stuff with various clients and people, and people telling her not to get vaccines or oh boy, like she looks like she'd been through some things. Oh no! I mean, oh, having no. to deal with people and like touch them and you know, have to deal with their various, it was, yeah, you could tell she'd had, she's been having a time. Oof. So. Well, she did some nice work. You got some highlights. Got color. I got highlights. All the snaffly bits on the end are gone. It's all shiny and soft. It doesn't make crunchy sounds anymore. There's no, it's not. That's, a, that's good. It's not a home to owls, which is what it felt like it needed to be. It just was <laughs> like a haunted woods up there. So I'm feeling good, Dan. And you? Oh, you know, I also spent some time indoors yesterday. I got to spend two hours at the orthopedic urgent care. Not going to brag. It was pretty. T great got my foot x-rayed <laughs> got a guy kind of grabbing my toes wiggling them around yelping when they hurt you know now i've got a nice little flat bottomed shoe boot that i get to wear for the next three weeks on this uh bonus episode this weekend dan recounted the story of a tragic episode when he was walking his dog. Yeah. On Friday, took the dog out. It was the teen's birthday on Friday. Turned 16. And uh, I finished up my work and he was done with his school, but the five-year-old school was still going. So I was like, hey, let's just run the dog out real quick. And the dog had 
a different plan, which was I can finally pick a fight. And uh, she went lunging at another dog, very small dog that was passing uh, a little closer than normal because uh, we were on a bit of a tight little stretch. And I pulled her back and she came barreling at me, took me out completely, managed to uh, really take some real chunks out of my knuckles as I gripped the uh, gripped the leash as I went down and managed to turn over on my toe in a way that immediately I was like, this doesn't seem right. And I uh, woke up on Saturday and it really hurt. And then woke up on Sunday and it didn't quite hurt as much. And I was like, well, I'll go in on Monday if it seems not great. And woke up on Monday and was like, I think I'm going in. So two hours later, the longest I've been in anywhere since last March. Uh, yeah, now I've got a little flat shoe for the next few weeks and uh, I'm mad at the dog. So it's good times. It's not Spotty's fault. I mean, it's sort of Spotty's fault. It's, it's, it's not my fault. But um, yeah, it was uh, exactly my two weeks post-vax. So... It was, uh, in addition, happy fun pass day. Yeah. Well, the first bit of happy fun pass was Janice and I went grocery shopping on Sunday when the toe was feeling all right ish at that point. We went in, it was great. And like you, uh, and the haircut, it definitely just kind of felt like, oh yeah, we're back. Even though like we have not been there since March of last year. So yeah. Managed to buy a a case of mangoes for five bucks. So there's some nice mangoes on sale right now, Dan. It's been a real mango party over here ever since. Yeah, I've been eating a lot of mangoes. Flat boot and a mango. Like a mango. I can eat a tremendous number of mangoes. Yeah. And soon, Dan, the queen of fruit, the watermelon, will be with us. We uh we picked up a watermelon as well. We've had we've gotten a few watermelons this, in the spring, and they are um it's not of time varying yet. quality. It's not time yet. It is not. Never go too soon with the watermelon. Go when it is right. <laughs> and once it's right, Dan, I consume like this, like the kind of soccer ball size ones. Yeah, I do about two of them a week. It is a remarkable thing to think about the change in watermelon technology since we were children the seedless watermelon i mean soccer ball size watermelon yeah it used to be you would get a watermelon approximately the size of a three-year-old yep it was absolutely full of seeds yeah and you were spitting those out constantly yep there were schoolyard urban myths about kids that would swallow seeds and then watermelon would grow in their bellies and their bellies would explode and all of that. And now it's like you pick up a, you know, you pick up a... No personal melon? Yeah, you pick up a watermelon the size of a softball, crack it open, just fucking dive right in. Yeah, it is true that the giant, giant, giant fucking watermelons... we, We used to have a little garden when I was a kid. And our uncles had a big yard and we had a garden there and we would, my parents grew watermelons. And I remember them hauling these things out of the ground that were just 
unreal. I think they come yeah. out of the ground. I, I, how do they grow? They're big. They're on a vine. Are they? Yeah, like. Yeah, they're on a vine. We've I there was one time Janice and I lived in this little house and we actually had a kind of a nice garden and also would have a lot of like people over in the summer and and hang out. And at some point we had a watermelon that involved seeds bitten and some of those seeds took took root. And watching watermelons grow is amazing because it's a vine. And then there are just these tiny little grape sized things that look like watermelons on it. And if you pick up one of those and you cut it in half, it's actually red inside. Like, like it looks like a little toy. Obviously you let it grow longer than that. Man, but I like to see one of those. Yeah. They're cute. When I get out of here, when we eventually, I don't know. I always say that eventually we'll leave New York, but I don't know that that's ever true. But if we did get a garden, Dan, get a garden so hard. Yeah gonna grow so much food on the commune <laughs> it's good our garden is gonna be so beautiful on the commune everyone i like growing cucumbers that's my favorite one to grow because they feel um absurd and also if you forget about them they just keep going cucumbers will grow forever like they will be so big you'll suddenly even if you do pick uh cucumbers there will inevitably be one that was covered with leaves and you missed it and then in the fall you'll be like what the fuck is that and it'll be like the size of a small dog but it will be a cucumber or a zucchini i mean come on you'll just get a yeah, billion of those things are gross though oh they're delicious no. one of my favorites Ooh. i love a zucchini Ooh. but dan this isn't garden talk it could be though Man, I will tell you, I would love a garden, though. I already, I try to garden in here and indoors, entirely indoors in Manhattan. I do my best. I have started too many seedlings. Yeah, well, they can't possibly be still be seedlings, can no, they? No, I have actually now just have, like, multiple boxes and plants and more than I have room for. I've made some tactical errors. It's all right, though. I don't have an outdoors. <laughs> I have started too many plants. Oh, it happens. But before we get too far afield from plants, I want Mm. to give a real plug to Johnny Sun's new book called Goodbye Again, which is uh, about a lot of things, but it is also about plants. But it is just a really and truly remarkable book. I uh, Well, Johnny is a remarkable person. He is, but it... um, it is a it is an amazing book about grief and anxiety and growing plants and finding hope and happiness in ways that you wouldn't it is a it is truly amazing uh another writer that i like a lot uh Samantha Irby wrote about it and she said you know it made me it was a book that made me think that maybe i should try writing differently and I totally have had that same thing where mm. it's like, holy shit, you can just do this? Look at that. Maybe I should try that. It's real good. Anyway, I it, it is uh it is great. But he has a lot of little hand drawn drawings of his his plants in it, which is the connection to plants. That's Dan's book corner. The plant connection. The plant connection. <laughs> 
Maureen's book corner is that I'm still in the middle of releasing three books this year. Yeah, you are. And I really want to really want to emphasize that whole box in the woods thing, you guys. I don't want to be a pain in the ass about it. But be a pain in the ass. Yeah, you putting out a book. It, it turned out okay, I think. Yeah. I bet it turned out more than okay. Well, it's gotten two star reviews so yeah, far, there which, you go. which feels good. Like it feels like a good oh, yeah. start. I mean, I've got yeah, to start. I'd say so. Um, so and I'm also writing and well, I'm not writing yet because I'm still doing, I'm kind of left, right and center adminning. Like there's just a lot of stuff to do. Corella, the hello, Cor heart, this coming out and the guide to not getting murdered in a quaint English village. So all of these three things are kind of going at once. Yeah. Um, so yours truly has a lot of writing to do as well. So, um, but we have started not completely, but doing a couple of things, Dan, for our post-vax life. Oh, yeah? Yes, Dan, including eight hours the other day of paperwork to try to get a permit to travel to England to see Oscar's family. Yeah, we uh, we recorded this week's past uh, bonus episode after you'd been in a, a bit of a paperwork jag on that, and uh, man... We continued the rest of the day. Yeah, that was a there was we were going to record two episodes, which is what we often do with bonus. And right as we were about to get started, you could hear Oscar's voice pop in. Just saying it numbers. Just, it, yeah, it literally sounded like he was like uh, you had suddenly tuned into one of those numbers stations on like <laughs> short on like shortwave radio because suddenly it was just like a twenty one seven forty five B one. Seven nine, and you were just like, "Okay, I've got my orders." It is difficult, and we are both pretty good at speaking English and went to college and everything. And the yeah. two of us were like, "This is impenetrable." And anyone who um, doesn't speak English very well and is trying to get any of this done, it is like there's no way that they yeah. could do it. There's no way it was. There was one thing. It was like, choose which category you are. And then it was a 13 page list of just things with numbers. Oh. And it was, it didn't make any sense. The more you read it, you're like, I don't think any of these things apply. But anyway, at 8 PM, we had collected all the documents and I was watching, I was fervently watching YouTube videos on people that are just like, here's how I filed this document. And wow. one of them was like, it is slightly better to send it FedEx or UPS because it'll get there just like a little bit faster and it'll go like instead of going to the lockbox, I was like, I'm going to send this FedEx or UPS. And I was starting to call around to every Staples and, UPS, and there was one place still open, Staples on Union Square. And Oscar was like, can you do it? Because you're really good at like make, getting shit like this done. <laughs> and I was like, I'm on it. So he's like, I'll take the dog out. I'll walk her one way so she doesn't see you leaving. Then you go. And I was like, got it. And I like had all my stuff on. And I was like waiting by the door. And I'm looking on like, go, 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 go. And I started like running to Union Square. And then I grabbed a cab. I was like, Union Square. I got to Union Square. And I ran in. And I was like, UPS. And I filled in all the stuff. And I gave my credit card. And the guy said, hey, are you Maureen Johnson, the author? Whoa. And I said, yep. And he's like, oh, you wrote the book, Let It Snow with John Green. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, yeah, that's me. He's like, oh, cool. And it gave me a discount. So nice. Um, 
that was nice. And I UPSed it off. And because then if we don't get these two permits, uh, bad things will happen, including you have to, we have to get this thing called advanced parole. That's like, you're allowed to travel while you're waiting for your green card, but you have to get right. this other thing. That's like, is Oscar is here on this thing called an O one visa, right? It's a very fancy visa. But if he travels and comes back without this like conversion card upon his arrival back in the United States, his permission to work crumbles to dust. No good. It's, and if, if you didn't read all of these things, you'd be like, I, if you do anything wrong, you're fucked. I think what, I don't know what would happen. I think his 01 would go away. It's all very, it's a lot. That is a lot. We're just trying to go over and like see his dad, mom, brother and sister come home again. So how long until you hear back about any of this? Well, thank you for asking, Dan. Oh, yeah, I got you. We don't know. No. But I sent it expedited. Okay. And then I wrote expedited all over it. And then once we get a thing that says it's there, then we have to call and plead our case for expediting it. Because, see, it takes like five months to get permission. Okay. But we need to travel in three. So basically we have to beg for this permission. I went ahead and bought the tickets anyway. Oh, wow. Because you get to free changes like all the way through 2023. I'm telling this very long story, you guys. I'm sorry. Is it boring? No, it's good. Is it? Well, I bought everything. I got, I'm finding someone to watch the dog. I'm like, I'm like, listen, Oscar, we're doing this. I'm grittily determined. I'm like, we're going to get the tickets. I picked the seats out. I've booked it. We're going to act as if we're getting this, <laughs> as if this is happening. And I will just go all the way down the line. Because the next step is if you call and they don't help you, then you call your congressman you know, and you ask for their USCIS liaison Jesus. to call and I was like, I will, I will get this done. I will break things. <laughs> this is going to end up somehow with you in an airplane, looking over and realizing Oscar is not actually with you. I, I can travel. Yeah, they let. Me, I'm allowed to go anytime I want. <laughs> and we, also, uh, the UK is on a red list right now. <laughs> okay, uh, but that should probably be gone by July, yeah. August. We um. So the teen got his first vax uh, on Friday, which was his 16th birthday. Um, and, you know, there the was through the county and they were like, bring ID, blah, blah, blah. It is a funny thing to try to prove the identity of a child. It turns out we had. He had an expired passport, which I believe the photo of him was from when he was eight years old. Uh, We have a birth certificate with no picture whatsoever. Uh, Janice took him. Her last name is different than his. So it was like, yeah, I'm just some person here. What's up? Um, Yeah, it was um, it was one of those moments where you realize like, oh, we hadn't fully like the prep work to have done this correctly needed to have been executed months and months and months ago. And I, it does make me wonder how they are going to do this at scale because there are not a lot of 16-year-olds 
least in the state of Illinois, where it's very hard right now to get a driver's license at any age, let alone the permits and all of that, that you would have needed to get one as you turned 16. I'm not entirely sure how they're going to uh, run all of this. It is still amazing to me how much how the vaccine administration is absolutely wacky from place to place. Like, you know, Janice got a fed, you know, went to a federal site and all she needed was like this one QR code. She didn't really have to show much of anything beyond that. Uh, You know, the teen was at a county site and suddenly needed a million different types of ID, none of which he had because he's a fucking teenager. Uh, I went to a Walgreens and needed like my insurance card and shit. And yeah, it was it's it's wacky. Yeah. It's a wacky system. And yet we are incredibly lucky to have it. It feels vaguely magical. Yeah. Also related. And then we're going to get to all the things from this weekend. A little recommendation. If you've got HBO, mm-hmm. um, there is a. A, a one it's a one-off program it's about an hour long called the last cruise that we stumbled on last night whoa uh, that because that's what we do we eat dinner and we watch an hour of television um and it's about what happened on the diamond princess wow it's not a perfect thing but it's pretty fascinating and throughout it oscar and i kept going holy shit out loud when you Whoa. find out just how many cases ended up being on board the ship yeah, and how it all went down. Cause it's kind of told through video that people were taking on board the boat. Wow. And I think what it does that's important and good, and it could do even more of is that it really talks about what the hell happened to the crew. Right. Because all the passengers were up in their cabins and they, it, they of course were going crazy cause it was, they were locked in a cabin but the crew are in these little closet sized areas down below still working un- not separated if one person got sick. So if someone was sick, they were locked in this closet with another person. So it, this, the illness rips through the crew. I think very fortunately it does, according to the numbers on the show, it didn't kill any of the crew, which is great. Wow. It did kill 14 passengers. Right. Um, and I believe there were over 700 cases on that boat. Jesus. But just seeing what they went through from their video, like from their videos. Yeah. It has a feeling of a zombie movie. That is. Like you see that in the, you hear all the pat, like the captain's announcements, like there is something going on and we have been asked to hold, but everything is fine. And they oh, continue wow. to have like dances and events and things. And the next morning. The next morning, they were like, you have, they're like, we're just being held for 24 hours. And the next morning, they're like, you have to stay in your cabin. There are Jesus. two positive cases on board. We are being quarantined for 14 days. And then it just goes and goes and goes. And then you see the Japanese uh, ambulances and emergency crews kind of show up and start building this like tarp hazmat tube Whoa. around the outside of the boat and like every once in a while people in full hazmat gear will come in and oh my god it's crazy but it really shows like how much we didn't know in the beginning yeah oh yeah because oh yeah people didn't even quite know what to call it or what it did i mean it is it is wild to me to think about how much 
how much we have learned and done in an incredibly short amount of time, you know. But yeah, I mean, thinking back to early days and how little how little anyone knew about anything was truly wild. The the fear of the crew is really what penetrates. And it certainly made me think about all the people that kept us alive here in New York. Yeah. That's like the people doing deliveries and showing up at work in the restaurants and stores and how were they were they taken care of at the same level. Yeah. And you see some of the crew working and they do get not N95s because there was no shortage then. Right. But every once in a while you see them working and some people have them on and some people have them off. And then you'll just hear someone cough in the background. Uh, oh, boy. It is something. Uh, on well, that note, Dan, anything that's else? harrowing. Has anything else been going on? Well, Maureen, it has been a big week for pieces of shit. <clears throat> Two of whom we'll talk about today. The first, the ongoing investigation of just how awful of a human being Representative Matt Getz is took a wild turn this week when the Daily Beast reported that his associate in shittiness, Florida political operative Joel Greenberg, who was at the center of the original investigation by the feds that brought the Getz news to light. Uh, the Daily Beast reported that he asked Roger Stone for help in securing a pardon for himself and Matt Getz. Uh, just real quick before we get into it, uh, this is a continued discussion about Matt Getz and his uh, his awful activities involving exploiting minors and sex workers. Uh, so just just a little content warning there. Hey, but, I, don't th- I, I don't think we're going in any detail i think we're just no. kind of discussing that it that it happened that it happened yes so uh, if th- that is the that is the crimes that are being discussed but they are being discussed on this because uh the daily beast got a hold of the letter that joel greenberg wrote in by hand <laughs> to roger stone where because they began discussing this need for a pardon for months. And in November, Roger Stone asked Greenberg to write it all down. It's still funny. It's been several days now and it's still funny. So this reporting is, is based on both uh, uh, the letter itself, which, which the reporter at the daily beast was able to get uh, to get, but then also screen grabs of signal conversations signal for those of you that aren't familiar it's a encrypted texting um application for phones um that a is super solidly encrypted and b you can set the conversations to disappear after a certain amount of time which apparently these did but uh Greenberg was getting screen grabs of the conversation. So the reporting actually has uh, excerpts from the screen grabs as well. So Stone asked Greenberg to write all of this down. Uh, At one point, Greenberg is working on a draft, writes Stone a note saying, hey, this is eight to 10 pages long. Do you think this is too long? Stone replies, no. Quote, use as much space as you need to tell the story fully. Dan, 
Now, I am not a crimer. <laughs> no, you do write about it, though. I do write about crimes. But if I was a crimer, I wouldn't write about my crimes. No, I mean... Have these people never watched The Wire? Stringer Bell is extremely clear there. You do not take notes on a criminal fucking conspiracy. He really cut, He really lays it out. Yeah. The letter went through multiple drafts, oh uh, including going so far as to document how Greenberg and Matt Getz used Venmo and Cash App to pay for sex. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know. Uh, in late November, Roger Stone gets the final version of this document and responds, OK, I'll review it with them, meaning whoever is in charge of pardons in, in the White House, and give you a budget. A budget? A budget. You know, seems like a thing. A budget uh, for what, then? Well, for the pardons. So nothing moved forward for a while. On December 21st, Greenberg reached out to Stone. Uh, to tell him, and this is again uh, from the from the text themselves, quote, the FBI, DOJ, Secret Service and a bunch of people from D.C. have repeatedly made attempts to meet with me lately. I have declined, but they are definitely ramping up pressure. They want me to flip. They have made offers, which I've declined. I even fired my lawyers this week because they tried to convince me to cooperate and that a pardon was impossible. I'm just shaking my head because I don't know what else to do. Greenberg then offers to send $250,000 in Bitcoin <laughs> as a deposit for oh. the pardon. Uh, you know, it's I, I was hoping it was Dogecoin, but... Yeah, that would have been a lot of Dogecoin. So many Doge. So two days later... The 23rd of December, Donald Trump does issue some pardons to Roger Stone, along with Paul Manafort and Jared Kushner's dad. But Joel Greenberg and Matt Getz are not among them. A week before Trump's presidency ended, January 13th, also the day that Donald Trump was impeached, uh, Roger Stone reaches out to Greenberg and he mm. texts, quote, today is the day we will know by the end of the day. I think you sent me some documents, but it disappeared. I hope you were prepared to wire me 250000 because I am feeling confident. Greenberg responded by offering another 50000 if it could get done today. <sighs> Dan. Ten days after Trump left office... Stone reached out to Greenberg again to tell him that part of the reason that he didn't get a pardon was because Getz himself told Stone not, quote, not to help you, which I tried to do anyway. And implicit in the texts is that Getz was working on his own pardon angle, uh, separate from Greenberg and didn't tell Greenberg. And uh, all of that was uh, killed by White House lawyer Pat Cipone. Okay, Dan. Can you imagine the world you would need to live in? The, the lies you would have had to have told yourself for someone of the caliber of Roger Stone to say, hey, listen, what I need you to do is write me a letter documenting all of your crimes. And don't 
Don't leave don't anything leave, out. Yeah, don't don't leave any. Don't worry about space. Just take the really, space you need. Really go for it. Really, in fact, run through, run a few drafts by me first. Let's really make sure we get all the crimes in as much detail as we can get, please. Then I will definitely, absolutely, Scout's Honor, help you. What do you think Roger Stone was doing? Uh, I mean, I think he was probably, one, collecting material that could be used if needed in the at a future date. Mm-hmm. And two, probably collecting some money as well. Right. Well, he's a principled man, Dan, and I, I don't think that he would, uh, <laughs> that he would just use this guy. Yeah, you know. It is, there's so many very interesting details in this, like just slinging a quarter of a million dollars in Bitcoin around. Right. Which is untraceable. Also, this guy is not, like, he's just kind of a random dude a little bit. Oh, yeah. He's like a, he, he, um, he was like the tax assessor of a county in Florida, was sort of a known dude, like a known politico dude in Florida before that. But his right. like one bit of elected office, which he had to leave, uh, was as the county tax assessor. Right. So <laughs> this is a lot. It's it a is lot. a lot. It's a lot. What is going to happen to Matt Getz? That's the real, that is the real question. I mean, it is important to remember that all of this investigation began during the actual fucking Trump administration. Right. Like, it was their Justice Department driving it. And uh, none of it sounds good. Now, the one thing I will say that tends to perk my journalistic cynicism a little bit is that This whole story from the Daily Beast has not gotten a large amount of play outside of the Daily Beast, which Mm -hmm. is a little bit weird. If you have full unimpeachable evidence, I'm not entirely sure why it hasn't gotten uh, more play than it has. Not to say that it's a it is not um is that it's not accurate or anything like that. But I do sort of wonder uh, what's going on there. That's a question mark in my head that I, I have not felt like I have a a good resolution for. Right. Well, Dan, luckily that's all that happened this week. Well, in fact, what? it's been a busy week for investigations that began during the Trump presidency. Mm. Last Wednesday, in fact, right after our episode came out, because that's what we're good at, the FBI raided Rudy Giuliani's apartment on Madison Avenue and his office on Park Avenue. Investigators left with 10 computers and phones. I I worked real hard to get the breakdown of how many things were computers and how many things were were phones. phones. I don't have it. I don't know. I want to know. How many were jitterbug phones? 
I know from my own uh, dalliances with Rudy Giuliani's phones that he has at least three because he had three numbers that I was I was supplied with, only one of which he ever responded on. I want one of them now is apparently in evidence, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. So your texts are being read by the FBI and that delights me to no end. I did send I did send one last text that day. When I realized that, I sent a text that just reads, I'm pulling it up right now. There we are. Hey, whoever got the job of digging through all Rudy's texts now, I just wanted to remind you to stay hydrated. (laughs) I just felt like they should know that. It's going to be a long job. They are uh, they're digging through all of this to investigate whether Rudy violated federal law that governs lobbying on behalf of foreign countries or entities when he was digging for dirt on Joe Biden in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Uh, In addition, last Wednesday, so it wasn't just a a raid for electronics uh, from two places of Rudy Giuliani's, which every single article that I read said raid like search warrant raids to take stuff from lawyers is really pretty rare. Okay. And then you have the additional layer of like this isn't just some lawyer. Like this is fucking Rudy Giuliani. He was raided by the US the Southern District of New York. He used to run the Southern District of New York. He's the president's personal lawyer. He was the fucking mayor of New York. And they raided his office and his house. That same day, his executive assistant got a grand jury summons. I have yet to see the name, but I would guess it's Christiane Allen, the weird sort of shadowy college student who acts as his spokesperson. Oh, that's right. Because I don't know who else it would that's be. That's right. He is, he is like an intern. Yeah. Like, I, I would guess that's who it is. Uh, she got a grand jury summons. Also, Victoria Tonsling, who is a Fox News talking head lawyer who worked, she and her husband worked with Rudy in the Ukraine skunk works. She had her home raided as well. Uh, apparently, according to the New York Times, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Man- Manhattan and the FBI, again, U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan, which Rudy used to be the head of, had sought for months to secure Justice Department approval to request search warrants, uh, but Trump had actively blocked it. People within the uh, appointees within the Justice Department had actively blocked it. Now that uh, he's gone and now Merrick Garland is in, uh, suddenly those blocks went away and and, and we're off to the races. Um, Rudy, of course, took to the airwaves uh, on his own radio show that he does daily on WNABC. Did you know that he has a fucking daily radio show in New York no. City? Yeah, maybe it's weekly, but he has a regular slot on WABC. He referred to the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Southern District of New York as bullies. Again, he used to run the office. I mean, it's not a good look, is it? And then said, quote, this is full Batman villain. Quote, you're not going to stop me. 
And you're not going to convict me of some phony crime. Oh, boy. Oh, Rudy. Yeah. His uh, large adult (sighs) son, Andrew, who has been rumored to be getting into the governor's race. What? What's that? Have you not heard that part? Dan, there's a lot going on here in New York. I think I might have sent you a DM on that, but it probably got probably got. I'm pushed too busy aside by all the Andrew Yang DMs working, I send you. Working on, yeah, Dan, I'm going to put all these pictures up on the Facebook group of all of the trolling Dan does to me of the Yang Gang stuff that he sends directly to my DMs like a complete dick. I just want you to be an informed voter. That's all. He's not a good man. Anyway, Andrew I mean, Dan, Giuliani, your future governor oh, and Rudy's large adult son. You know what? You shouldn't. You can fuck right off. <laughs> he took to the he took to the streets outside his dad's apartment talking to the press. Quote, Good. our Justice Department should be independent of politics. Right. That's definitely how. The Trump administration ran it. Enough is enough, he said. Mm. We cannot stand for this anymore. Mm-hmm. If this can happen to the president's lawyer, this can happen to any one of us. Yes. Yeah. That's Literally, how things yes. work. That is, that is actually, that is how it is supposed to work. Yeah. The, 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 it, it's actually more the reverse. If this can happen to any of us, it can happen to the president's lawyer. I, this really does have the feel of the Layla playing at the end of Goodfellas and all of them are, are like rounded up. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, know we, so, I know we saw that after the Capitol riots, but again, it has that feel. Andrew Giuliani goes on to say one more interesting bit of information. Quote, the only piece of evidence that they did not take up there today was the only incriminating evidence that is in there. And it does not belong to my father. It belongs to the current president's son. You might go, what? Well, Rudy went on Tucker Carlson later that day just to really drive the point home, saying he offered hard drives that he claims were Hunter Biden's to the FBI. Quote, well, don't you want these? And they said, what are they? I said, those are Hunter Biden's hard drives. And they said, no, 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 no. They also were completely content to rely on my word that these were Hunter Biden's hard drives. Damn, Trump-loving relative uh, was overheard on the phone recently. (laughs) Yeah. Telling another Trump-loving relative that he had just heard on One American News that Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, Mm. has a stash of explosive evidence and he's going to give a big press conference or event. And when he releases all of his evidence, Trump is going to be president again by August. Yeah. There there is a little cottage industry of which it seems like the MyPillow guy sits at the center. Right. Of continual moving goalposts of when Trump will officially rightly become president again. Uh, there, there were a few this spring, then it was going to be on July 4th, but yeah, the latest seems to be sometime in August. It, it is a reminder, all of this, why we all feel so baggy in the head department. Yeah. And that is because the dumbest motherfuckers alive. Yeah. 
we're doing the dumbest possible things for so long. Yeah. That nothing makes sense. No. No, in fact. And when it, you see them caught up in a net, sorry, I'm just, you almost, it, nothing feels real because you then, having had a little breath, hear how stupid it is and think, that couldn't have happened. That's too dumb to be to exist. Well, and also there is just that pure level of gaslighting involved because mm. these Hunter Biden hard drives, we were told repeatedly, repeatedly last year that they had been handed over to the FBI. <sighs> so why they would be sitting in Rudy's house is anyone's guess. It, it, the the obvious answer would be both things are true, right? They handed them over a year ago. Mm -hmm. The FBI looked at them, went, the fuck are you giving these to me for? There's no shit on here. We don't give a fuck. Here you go. Like, whatever. <laughs> and then they're raiding his apartment and Rudy is still trying to palm them off. And they're like, no, we don't, we don't, we fucking saw these already. Fuck you. Like you, that. You want both, this? You want these? Hey guys, you want these hard drives? What, sir, what are these? What are Biden's hard drives? You want them? Well, no, we've seen these dumb computers before. Ah, these are good. Well, this is the good stuff. You want the good stuff? You keep trying to give us this. Also, I got it for you. This is a calculator, sir. Come on, you know you want it. I don't even know what this one is. This is some sort of Mr. Robot toy. It's, no, it's, it's you just got to press the button, right? All right, hold on. It just plays it plays the, the Peanuts theme as a ringtone. Well, you just got to it's all code. You got to work on the code. You got to crack what, the code. What code? There is no code. There's a code. And what's on these? Well, it was for me to know and you to find out. No, it's not. We don't want these. Well, what about, what about this then? What is this? It's just a boot. But you take this one. Take no. this boot. Just we don't. We don't want don't, the boots, sir. Whatever you do, don't take those computers over there. But what about this? this is a potted plant? You want that? No, we're going to take your computers. All That's, of them. No, but instead, why not? Here's some uh, cutlery. You have 97 phones. Plus, I'm a popular guy. What, is it illegal to be popular now? No, but it's weird to have 97 phones. Well, listen, you get popular and then tell me what you're supposed to do. Okay, we're going to take all of these. Take the phones, take the computers, what? take all of it. What about this soup? We don't want your soup. You can eat your for soup. For my family. Soup for your family? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, <coughs> oh, Rudy makes my throat hurt. He does. <laughs> anyway. Soup for my family. Yeah, which when I went there. It's, um, always, it's always funny. Yeah, we don't know where this is going. What's going to happen to him, Dan? I mean, it's certainly every single thing that I have read has said, basically, you know, a warrant is not an indictment. Sure. A grand jury summons is not an indictment, you know, but you are not going to willy-nilly fling a warrant 
Rudy Giuliani's way. You've got a pretty damn good idea of what you're getting out of that warrant. Right. So. Good stuff. (sighs) Dan. Maureen. Fortunately, nothing else will happen this week. Nah, it'll be chill. It'll just be me elevating my foot, walking around on a flat shoe. We're going to go out and have a drink this weekend. Nice. Because we're going to have our Excelsior passes. Oh, yeah. Now, you don't need an Excelsior pass to have a drink. Yeah, but it makes it all the sweeter. Can we have a drink? We are Excelsior. Yeah. Nothing beats a drink after showing a QR code. We're just going to show it to people that don't want to see it. We're just going to show it all. Hey, hey, look at look at look at look at there. There was a I might have mentioned this before a few weeks ago. There was a video of a University of Illinois gymnast who did a his vault run. Like flipped, stuck the landing, immediately reached into his little tank top, whipped out his vax card and started showing it to everyone. <laughs> Wonderful. It's all I happening, wanna... Dan. Science has science has saved us. It's saving us. We yeah. uh science is currently deeply unevenly distributed, and there is yeah. still a hell of a lot of COVID horrors unfolding in South America and India. The India uh, stuff is uh, <sighs> the India stuff is a, is truly nightmarish. South America is equally as nightmarish. Both of them are in real bad states, and in fact, has ha, both of those places have driven. COVID numbers to higher than they have ever been at, at a worldwide level. And it is it is important to remember that for as, as lucky as we have been uh, at this stage of COVID, we were certainly not lucky at the beginning uh, or the middle, but here at this end, at least, um, there are a lot of people around the world that are not and uh, Largely driven by patents and capitalism. So thanks, yes. fucking capitalism. Yes. Uh, and on in India, there is an oxygen shortage because India seems to have their own version of Trump. In, they do. In the form of Modi. Yeah. Um, who is doing crazy shit that Trump would have done. Yeah. I, a, a friend of mine who who is Indian uh, now, when it was only just starting to really get bad there, kind of outlined it and i was like you are literally describing everything we experienced last year and he was like yep yeah except now imagine that it is a country that has a 1.3 billion people instead of 350 million i was like shit he's like yes so our hearts go out to you if you if you are there if you have family that is there if you are i mean it is it is truly a bad situation also, uh, I guess fuck capitalism while we're here, but yeah, why um, not? Do we have time? <laughs> it's evergreen. It's evergreen. But in the meantime, says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who that is where every Sunday you get a bonus episode of says who if you give at the five or ten dollar a month level. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. 
Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And I just need to tell a quick story from the Facebook group, which is um, someone in the Facebook group mentioned that their uh, teenage child got uh, the vax last week and that they drove to their vax site with 10 hens in their car. What? And there were two eggs laid during the process. <sighs> and uh, Janice has relayed that story to us. And now every now and then the five-year-old will simply say, remember 10 hens? Especially if you're driving in the car with him, he'll go, what if there were 10 hens in here? <gasps> My friend. Yeah. By the way, a little newsflash. New New York City public schools will have remote learning instead of snow days next school year. That, look, I'm real sorry about that. Oof. Well, that's learning the wrong lessons. That's not right. No. No. If you want to join the fan-run Discord server, where they are going to have a Maureen Johnson book club. Yep. Visit tinyurl.com slash says who discord. You can spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Reviews are great. Write them. They're wonderful. That is a good thing to do, and it helps people write them for us, write them for other people. Reviews are great. You can join us next Wednesday, May 12th, for our next episode. And from my basement, balancing on my left foot only, I am Dan Sinker. And a quick if I could ask one more thing, if you guys are on Instagram at all, I am at Maureen Johnson Books. I'm trying to use Instagram more and more because it is peaceful. It is nice. You do a good Insta. Well, I'm starting to use it more. I didn't use it very much in the beginning, and I'm just starting to use it more. And I'm going to put more and more stuff up there, including little videos and things. And it's just it's a little more peaceful. It's the least angry place. That's why I'm like, hey, if you're there, come and follow me if you feel like it. because. It's nice and chill, Dan. Do it. It's like I went to Costa Rica once, and Dan, I came oh back, and I felt, well, a kind of equilibrium, a kind <sighs> of settledness, a, a peace that felt like the waves, the ocean kind of coming in and out, Dan. And I, mm -hmm. I experienced and was accepting of the flow that mm. pulled out. Oh, really? Came in. Huh. Oh, my dog's awake. I'm Maureen uh -huh. Johnson. Ah, and this has oh. been... Says who? Look, as soon as she barks, it's all over. Yeah. Hope she all doesn't right. pull you over and break your foot.